Promethean science, stealing fire from the gods to make a better life for you and me. It is Saturday, January 28th, 2012, which is my grandpa's 91st birthday. So uh, I doubt he'll be listening to the podcast, but I'll say it anyway. Um, Happy birthday, grandpa. Uh, Go Packers. And on the podcast, I have huge New York Giants football fan, Farrell Walsh. Um, who is a, a great friend and a phenomenal improviser. Uh, for somebody that is as successful as he has been in the uh, improv community here in Chicago, I still think that he somehow winds up being wildly, wildly underrated. I think kind of when I think about the arrangement of uh, ensemble and how people work together, um, in basketball terms, I think he's the best pure point guard of probably our generation of improvisers, somebody that just makes a show happen. And, you know, often that doesn't necessarily um, draw attention to him, but he's uh, he's the guy who makes things work and makes strong emotional choices and sets me up to succeed when I play with him, sets anybody up to succeed when they play with him. He's got a real point of view and a real passion. So, um, you know, he's, there's no way I'm going to be able to describe how great he is. He's too much, uh, for, for me to actually, you know, uh, summon down to earth from where he, I think he lands in the stratosphere. Um, in case you don't get enough hippie talk from me, I know that he will love that particular description. Um, so, uh, if, you have a suggestion for uh, me to use with a guest and improvising in the future, please uh, send it to the email address, which is prometheanscience at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-T-H-E-A-N science at gmail.com with the subject line suggestion and whatever the suggestion is for the scene in the body. I won't open that up till right before um, we uh, begin improvising. And so neither myself nor my guests will have seen it and we'll go from there. If you have any other correspondence, please just uh, drop me a line at that same email address and put anything else that you like in the subject line. Uh, I've uh, been getting a lot of great feedback from folks and I really appreciate it. Thanks to um, all the OSU folks. You've been great. Uh, Dan White, I've been going back and forth with quite a bit um, it, via Facebook messaging and it's been great to talk to him. Uh, Mitra just sent me an email. Uh, I've had the chance to uh, hang out with some some of you guys that have come up, and that's been awesome. Uh, I get to see Nate and Ben pretty frequently. Um, but it's just a uh, big, big, uh, big appreciation from me for uh, the OSU crew. Um, and uh, I will say for an endorsement this week, um, check out the board game Small World if you want to do a little something different with your time. Um, Mary Wynn and I kind of fell on trying to play play games and for one reason or another usually because I was being a giant turd so, uh, the games that we were playing didn't wind up being something that we could do consistently until uh, we found small world and now we actually have like an option of besides exhaustedly collapsing and watching something in front of the TV of actually playing this board game that is kind of like a uh, still very rich but much simpler version of risk kind of with a fantasy bent um, you kind of have this uh, 
giant scope of a world where you're uh, waging fantasy armies against each other and is completely niche as that sounds. It's actually really easy to play and pretty funny. Um, so uh, I recommend it if you want to shake up your the way that you uh, relate to someone in your life. Try a board game and specifically try Small World. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to get to the improvisation. Uh, I got a fairly complicated suggestion um, from my mother uh, for this one that has a um, background story to it um, that uh, I'm so thankful that Farrell started this scene so that I would not drift in any direction toward that. Uh, instead, he took the reins right off and put us in a great place to play. I hope you enjoy it. I had a blast playing this scene. So without further ado, from Cynthia Lambert, the suggestion, talking stick, parenthesis, with a timer and shocker. Well, I got to stop wetting the bed, so I'll do anything I got to do. Well, I think this is, I think this is probably it. We've run through all the other therapies. So, uh, what you're gonna do is, um, you're just gonna affix this to, uh, each corner of your mattress, just like you would a top sheet or a, um, is that what it's called? A top? Fitted sheet. A fitted sheet. You'll affix it just like a fitted sheet Uh and, uh, you'll go to sleep with your arms by your sides, gripping these handles and, um, it it will, the device will detect if, uh, if you're about, if you're, if you're about to have an have an episode and then it will shock you awake you mean what the bed episode yeah if you're about know. to have a bed wedding let's episode. call it brass tax doctor i'm wet in the bed uh okay well okay everyone and uh, a, a, a non-sexual nocturnal emission is the clinical term so we'll just we'll go with that i know it's tough yeah. okay so that's the device and then if uh you'll sit down in the chair Let's continue with the analytical therapy to get at the psychological root of why you still feel comfortable releasing your urinary control in the middle of your sleep cycle. I don't, I don't, okay, yeah. So, it was not a juvenile, adolescent, or childhood problem. I didn't start wet in the bed till I was 15. Oh, so it was a, an adolescent problem. Is that? Let me consult my chart. Is that adolescent? I don't know. Fifteen. Postpubescent is what it says here. So it was know. a post postpubescent onset. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any idea. Uh, you know, was my, uh, my brother killed himself a few months before that? But well, oh geez, I can't believe that we've cycled through so many devices and so many sessions of analysis and no, never I, talked about. Your... I talked about Cody. I just don't like talking about him killing himself. Oh, oh, geez, Cody. You okay. mean this is? He is a monumental figure in their life. Yeah. Yeah, wow, Cody. and he killed himself. Yeah, Cody. I, my first it, kiss. It's, Cody. It's, it's your first kiss, Cody. <laughs> you, your first kiss. What's your own point? I'm just going to have to have a little sip of water here. Oh, God. Okay. I think maybe we're leaping down the device rabbit hole a little fast based on... So, 
Your no, first? I can't wet the bed. I'm a married man, so yeah, I need the device. You're not I, taking the device away from me, all right? Well, look, it's not going to be fair to ask your wife to sleep with the fitted top sheet with handles and electrifying plate. Your first kiss was your older brother, Cody, who committed suicide a few months before the onset of your urinary issues. Yes, but I also want to say it's not its not fair to allow my wife to lay next to me and get hit with a stream of urine in the evening. Well, touche. That's true. Yes, but- Cody was my brother and he killed himself and... He was my first kiss. Oh, wow. I've got a lot of segments that I can attack this at a lot of angles. It was very sweet. Well, so it was a romantic... Would you classify it as a romantic kiss? Well, of course it's a romantic like, kiss. I mean, everyone's first kiss is a romantic kiss. I mean, other people have kissed me before Cody kissed me. Right. And my the, mother kissed and me. I don't call that. A, that'd be gross. That's not my first kiss. Well, I'm gonna... You know, there is no judgment in these sessions, but... I'm going to put in front of you the fact that society would call kissing your older brother romantically gross, too, in your term. Why don't you paint the picture for me of how... We were at the beach, okay? Do you want the whole thing? Yes, please. We were at the beach. I got off to get fudge, and I came back. <laughs> you, got, you got... Okay, so... You, when I go to the beach, we get fudge. That's what we do. That's So you come back with beach fudge. <laughs> and... Romantically kiss your older brother and shortly... It didn't just happen like that. No. (laughs) No. Tell me the details. Well, stop interrupting me. I'll tell you. I'm sorry. Okay. I returned with the fudge. I had bought peanut butter fudge for him, chocolate for myself. Generous. (laughs) We were watching the kites because it was a windy day. Oh, okay. Windy day watching the kites. It was getting to be just about sunset, so the kites started to get pulled down. As they got closer, I commented on their beauty. And my brother Cody said, you know, it goes well with peanut butter. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And I had a mouthful of chocolate. Oh. So he bent me over and he went for it. Oh. And it was nice. So, oh. I looked past his ear and I could see the kites. It was... This... You know, in everything we've talked about, I never would have ever dreamed of being clued in that you... you a peanut butter and my chocolate open mouth kiss with your brother is the first romantic kiss. I'm sorry, I'm crying. No, it's fine. Oh, I think this is huge, back to me. This is a huge breakthrough. Oh. This is massive. It's, I really think that we've touched the tip of the snake for why you keep urinating in the bed at night. So, geez, how cute. Take a tissue. And dab. Oh, I'm sorry. Need. I'm sorry. Oh. I got it. I got it. Oh. I just miss him so much. When you lose your brother and your first love all at once, that's a lot. Yikes. And you are. Have you talked to Sylvia about this ever? I mean, it... Sylvia wouldn't understand. Well, okay. Here's she doesn't this. understand tenderness. Oh, geez. This is a whole nother avenue of therapy that we're going to have to go down to your. I'm taking that device, though. I know the device is yours. Your insurance is paid for it, minus your deductible, but... Oh, no. Look at that. Our hour is up. And that's our time. I'm sorry. It's so stupid. I just couldn't stop crying and laughing. It's so... So stupid. Oh, man, that was really funny. I'm sorry. I didn't think I gave you much there. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
Uh, but like, I mean, you get to just deal with my dumbass. That was great. I would th- I would say that you gave me so. M- no, I disagree. Right. That's uh. Let me have a sip. I mean, all I had to do was be. All I had to do was absorb what you were saying, and try and figure out. <laughs> How best to provide therapy <laughs> over? I mean, yeah, it's what had we been talking about for all these other things? Yeah, I mean that's such a rich reservoir. Of my college experience. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's such right. a my. It's like I, it's it was such a such a vast amount of information for me to to like feel on top of as a character to just be like. Okay, we're going into this to fix bedwetting, and it's we've had a long history of doing it, and then all of a sudden it comes down to this thing where it's like, oh geez, the you, you you've despite all of our therapy and all these devices, yeah, you never revealed this thing to me, and maybe we could have been. Much I just more spit effective. it out very matter of factly based on the the word adolescent. Stuff. Yeah. If you had just said adolescent a long time ago, maybe this would have, you know, we wouldn't have spent eight years talking about my mother. Well, and I think that was something that was really great about that is that it was, we had to do so very little based on a few small pieces of information, you know? Well, how long was that? Uh, The scene was probably five minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. It probably so. It it felt it felt shorter than I think it probably was because okay. it was so, um, because it was so easy. No, was, you know. Because I was crying, I was laughing. So <laughs> Dumbass. Well, it was so funny. I mean, it was so hard not to laugh. I mean, I was laughing too, but because I somehow had opted to have like a, a very throaty therapy voice, I could hide my. <laughs> I could hide I could hide it inside that voice but I mean it was ridiculous uh, and there was so many pauses like I could internalize it because you were having to speak on the moments of revelation and I just got to sit back and be like really <laughs> really this is you know it was so it was so I was so engaged by the yeah. fact that like my world was uh was by by the fact that I had such a huge revelation yeah. <laughs> over, over what this over what this thing was, you know, Ugh. and I really appreciated it. I think it worked really well because, you know, we kind of started with something where, you know, how could, like, you know, we could have talked about the the specifics of this crazy device, right? You know, and just gotten into that. But the fact that we sort of got into the meat of like why it was important to both of us, like me wanting to be a good therapist and help you with your job and you want to get over your problem and just how believable it was that you didn't see any issues at all with you to you the two things were completely disconnected and somehow and there was no way you were going to see a connection between the two that was just a lovely moment at the beach (laughs) yeah exactly and then for me as as responding as a therapist seeing the depth of the pro like finally seeing what the problem probably really was and then seeing the depth of magnitude of the problem it's like i love that like when there's you know the air isn't thin the air is thick with possibility there and all we have to do is just sort of like touch it a little bit and it will go okay <laughs> you know well yeah i feel like uh you know you don't you don't ever know at the top of a scene because yeah it could be all about this it was a very kind of um, <clears throat> detailed suggestion, yeah. one that you're not going to generally get, and so it's like, 
well, this needs to be... There's not a lot left to discover with the object. Mm -hmm. The object Mm -hmm. has been fully described, so... Yeah. Yeah. Where where do you go from there? And they're like, what is it? You know, what... So I'm just like, what the hell is this thing for? (laughs) And I'm just like, it's got to be some sort of psychological (laughs) tool. Like, maybe... You know, and at first I thought, like, maybe you'd be my mother or something, and you'd just stand there and shock me anytime I did something. So, but, yeah, so that's why... And then I'm like, oh, you know, it felt like, I, I, you know, sometimes you feel like maybe it should be a more dynamic relationship than something like this. But I think that, you know, it, we had a history, so I don't know if we affected each other a ton. Yeah. But I well, think we both invested in trying to figure out what the hell my problem was. Yeah, I think there was a personal relationship there in that we both, like, had, sta- there were bo- we both had stakes. Like, there were mm-hmm. stakes for both of us in, like what this thing is and what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and then I was very affected because you know like it was such a my I, I felt very like emotionally involved in it while still trying to maintain like doing my job oh, you yeah. know which was to make you better yeah. and then to just I think to the turning it open to like the uh okay just tell like how <laughs> we we somehow stumbled into it is perfectly natural for to you that your first room, despite being married to a woman and like wanting to solve your right. bedwetting problem, there's a much deeper issue than bedwetting <laughs> that it was totally okay for your first kiss to be an open mouth uh, romantic kiss with your brother right. who committed suicide right. a few months before you and, turned 15. Yeah. Uh, I don't, and selfishly, like de- those details, there are some things that like that that you like that we know about each other and that we know that make us laugh and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So selfishly I know that that I find it ridiculous to people eat fudge at the beach. Because <laughs> it just was like the last place. You know, on a hot day with sand everywhere, you want a piece of fucking melting fudge in your hand. So like that is a, a detail. That's why I started laughing because it's selfish, but it's like well, I, I mean, fudge is so stupid. You know, I think that I think that Maybe I I don't know I would I would not I, I don't think I would regard that as selfish as much as sort of like b- just bringing something that you enjoy to <laughs> the right you know to the table where it's sort of like you know right. I mean we're trying to show each, we're trying to 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 express along the channels that we're able to express and so like that's something that you find funny and enjoyable so right actually bringing it out is funny and enjoyable right but maybe maybe not being a laughing hyena of a dick (laughs) like if this was in front of an audience someone would have to have edited it because i was crying (laughs) snot was coming out of my nose yeah but i think that you know that's okay i I, i'm 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 great with that like uh, yeah i mean it's something i'm working on so it's like oh man i had been failing slightly and then i just failed uproariously just now just Complete and utter failure. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think that it's not like, it's not a bit. It wasn't a bit. It wasn't like a, I'm going to laugh to show you all what a good time you should be having, but I'm cold on the inside. It was, it just tumbled out and sort of like, we're permitted to like marvel at how ridiculous we are. It allows us to be more expressive. And I think that that thing like gave us the opportunity for you to detail, like to be such a huge part of that scene, detailing like making it more real with me just sitting there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but where it's, where I didn't even, I didn't even see it coming from a million miles away, even though I should have the idea that even when you said, 
I bought myself chocolate and him peanut butter. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but then I was just like, <laughs> so perfect. Because I was just naming like, kinds of. Fun. Yeah. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh okay, like mm-hmm. it wasn't intentional, but it, it, you know, listening to myself, I was like, oh, I can use that on the back end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so such a gross and wonderful detail, and like. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that that was how it wound up happening. That like it that it fell out in a progression. You right. Know? That okay. it was a serendipitous thing. Like where I'm just where it's like okay, give me more details about this thing, mm-hmm. and then it's like you're just talking and like creating this thing, and then all of a sudden it's like okay, your more details are also really showing off the fact that like yeah. oh boy, it's and it, unintentionally it, opened a yeah. real big door. Yeah, it was like. You know, not that I think that we should or can or are trying to find jokes, you know, like right. we're not trying to do jokes, um, but that's actually a really, I think, well-constructed thing that could be interpreted as a joke, you know, that the perfect kiss comes from mixing chocolate and peanut butter <laughs> together, you know, it's like, well, that's just really funny. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that is f- funny in the way that maybe a joke would be, but it's just more... Sincere because it was discovered and enjoyed, you know, rather than manufactured, right? With the with the aim to make someone feel something. Well, I and well, I, I do, I do think though, I can't feel laugh. You know, I do think you know stagecraft is part of it, and it's something I'm suffering from lately. Like in our revolver show last night, I think that scene <laughs> would have, there was a second beat scene where I was a man who lost his wife and I'm at this bar and there's all kinds of craziness going on. <laughs> George is being blown by what might be a midget in the bathroom. <laughs> there's all this craziness going on and I think if I was able to maintain like my, some level of sincerity and yeah. not just be commenting on what's going on and laughing I think it probably would be more impactful. So it's like, in this case, yeah I don't, it's you and me and yeah. so it's, I'm having a good time but it's it's more like, oh, symptom of God, you gotta stop fucking laughing at stuff Yeah, and just play through it because I think it'll be, have better I think it'd be more impact and the audience loves to watch you laugh right? yeah but doesn't make sure it doesn't make it better yeah well you know it's I, I, my feeling on that is just that like I don't I think that we should I think we should do what you're doing which is trying to mitigate it and like try and work on it not happening it shouldn't be used as like a crutch or a, a, or a bit but I also you know, like, like Carol Burnett show yeah like, yeah because yeah. that's like kind of fake but since it's when it's real then that's what I'm happy with like we shouldn't castigate ourselves yeah. for pushing someplace that we've never been before to the point that it, we kind of like are caught up in it the same way that everyone else is caught up in it. Right. You know, I don't want to be automata that experience that right. aside from sort of what we're improvising, we have no ability to actually have it emotionally affect ourselves the way that it affects the people. You know, we're also taking it in just like everybody right. else around us. And I don't know that, like, I can't remember, was it Harvey Corman? Is he the one who always laughed? Him it and Tim, was, Tim, um, missed the guy. D- the Dorf on golf. That guy, uh, Tim. Tim Conway. And, and, mm-hmm. And Corman laughed all the time. And yeah. I think they genuinely were laughing. But I think, uh, I don't think it was overly calculated. Maybe I'm wrong. But, I, you know, but to me, it's like, it it may have lessened the impact of the sketch. So what you yeah. came away from there with was, oh, man, they're having a great time. It's fun to watch people have a great time. As opposed to, wow, what a good sketch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in scenes, like, yeah, I think sometimes they're like, oh, they're great. It's great. It's fun to watch people have fun. But, oh, what was the scene about? Can't yeah. t- couldn't tell you 
You well, know? I think that, that pro- pro- probably part of that is when sort of like breaking becomes the a game that supersedes what is happening in a scene. Right, okay. As long as breaking doesn't supersede a scene, then I don't really feel like it's... I, I mean, yeah, we shouldn't break. I, I'll, yeah. I'll say it. We, well, shouldn't, no. we shouldn't break. But yeah, I, I have such a... La- I have so little issue with it happening. <laughs> you know, I'm so totally right. fine with it's, it. It's not a it's a venial sin, not a carnal sin. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah. going to hell. Yeah. You're just going to have to do a couple Hail Marys. Mm-hmm. I yeah. put that in there in case my mother listens to this. <laughs> After I do have that some, of, some of the religious crap stuck. Uh, <laughs> And now she's turned it off. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want it to be the focus of the scene because I enjoyed it. It just that's something like you know you know how I am. That's yeah, the way I am. Yeah. If I'm focused on something and I don't accomplish it, I can agree that I really enjoyed the moment and I will take it as what it is. But I'll also kick myself in the ass for not doing what it is I set out to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it's fine. I mean, since we're since this is talking about process, I think it's a really you know yeah. it's an interesting and important like process. Right place where this discussion can lead right we all need to we all need to always be looking at what we do and if we can do something better and trying to do yeah, that and, yeah and then not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, and not being like well everything sucks because i laughed no right. <laughs> it was a lot of fun i gotta stop laughing <laughs> you know i gotta you know that sort of thing right? well you is know, there anything you're working on right now? i think that's you know uh character a little bit you know okay where i think right now i'm trying to uh, I, I, I'm, I really appreciate those shows where I'm able to um, have a little bit more uh, dynamic range, you know, because I am a, a lot of me, you know, and I definitely have a pronounced persona that is just my persona. But yeah. some people think that you're doing a character. And yeah. It's just you. Yeah. And it might be heightened and. Yeah, like on stage, but it's just you. Yeah, I'm. Pu- I think I'm pushing myself a little bit more to, to like extend the sphere of myself so that people are, that is easier for people to absorb it. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I want. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I, I kind of, I really appreciate those shows where I do get to play like a little bit more range and character where. I f- where I don't f- I feel like I don't have a specific role that I have to play like where I I have a purpose that I typically have to fulfill in a show and that purpose almost makes the other things it, you know it files me down to too yeah. sharp of a yeah, point it, it limits your freedom yeah and so like you know playing uh, Dinner Bell or Rainbow Deli are shows that I really appreciate what I think they are doing for my growth because both of those shows have enough people moving and doing things and yeah. setting up, you know, yeah, doing setups. People are constantly sparking. Yeah. So yeah. you can decide where you want to set off your wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so I can set, settle yeah. back, you know, I can be someone who, uh, enters a scene silently um, or takes a little while to find something or settles into something that d- is not so maybe as dictatorial as I kind of unfortunately am in a lot of other stuff, you know? Okay. And so that's something that, like, I'm trying to be conscientious about and bring to those shows where I do feel like I'm filed down more to a, like, a, uh, a point of execution that I feel like must happen for the show. Right. I want to try and bring... 
I want to try and bring some of the freedom that I have in exploring, um, pushing my range in those shows where I have that freedom to, to shows. Like yeah. I, I loved in Revolver last night getting to play the the, uh, the Southerner and the Rascal in right. the future, uh, that w- w- uh, the South will rise again guy because yeah. I do feel like it's <laughs> kind of a rarity for me to play in Revolver shows someone who is um, who is a character that is driven, you know, rather than, than someone Reactive. who drives, you know? <clears throat> okay. And so it's, so I, I appreciate that. And I don't think that used to be the case. I think that, that but, but I think that as, as we've become more specialized in the roles that we play, I have had, I, I've become more. To our detriment. Yeah, to our detriment. I <laughs> to think. all of our detriment. Yeah, so. to all of our detriment. We we've become very uh, very stratified in the in the way that we play roles and and I mean I remember a, a time years ago where sometimes I would be playing a character who is just the nut, you know, and it's it's that is a rarity for me now, I would say. Maybe to play an, uh, a, nut? A, a very a, a very straight up nut a straight up nut you know or a a, a character that is so um, sort of like rich or not rich but like detailed that it would be impossible for them to be a like a scenic driver to to be right. a reactive character <clears throat> right. like playing within reactive characters which can tend to be more detailed or I think right. um, but, you know it's that's so that's what I'm working on I'm uh, working on trying to be have that be okay to feel less pressure to do the tasks that I feel like I must do right being able to do what you want as opposed to what you feel you have to or yeah. or giving people what it is you want to give them as opposed to what you feel is expected or necessary for them for the moment yeah yeah like I, I would I mean I can't you don't picture a situation where I'd be that asbestos removal mom in a revolver show right but yeah. I mean it was very necessary in that other in dinner bell it's very necessary for you to do that because um, there are moments of reticence there mm-hmm. that don't fit what we're doing so just filling it in with a huge character that we can then use as a spike for something else I think it's, you should yeah if you feel that way I think you should try to do more of that in revolver and if if we tend up with two nut jobs hitting your heads against the wall, we'll just edit it and do something else. Cause I know <laughs> well, that, I hope. I know that, feel, I know that feeling of being yeah. like, you know, you know, it's, it's always, you know, it's self, you know, we put ourselves in our own little prisons. And so like, mm-hmm. no, no, my, my deal is, you know, I, I edit and, uh, cap games and <laughs> do that kind of crap. Or, yeah. or I spend a lot of time dealing with the person, the person in their situation, as opposed to demanding from them what it is that I'd like. Yeah. But it's and it's but it's all self inflicted. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's. But in the same moment, you're like, but I want the show to be good. And yeah, like, and so we got to move I've it forward got to and do yeah. these things. But I, so I guess that's it. I'm looking. I'm I'm working on trying to be m- more patient and release more and get away from from feeling compelled to to do necessary things. Well, if I can, logic demands. May I say? For me, I think that you're more patient when you're doing the driving stuff that you talk about not liking than when you just come out with this character that kind of explodes on the scene. It's mm-hmm. much more immediate. So the word patient is interesting. But the dog barked. Yeah. Yes. So do you have any final thoughts? Um, sorry I snotted on your table. Uh, it was a lot of fun, obviously. Uh, so that's, you know, 